Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where we take a series of cartwheels through the field of hospitality and manage to glean important information from our knowledge. Guests. I'd call it knowledge. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Knowledge. Uh, this week, we've got Nicole Alexander, the brain behind Siren Betty Design. She's designed a multitude of very beautiful concepts which I thought she was mostly focused in hospitality, but she also reaches into uh, other commercial spaces and residential things as well. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that she has a bartending background. Mm-hmm. She's a longtime Chicago person and uh, got her start behind the bar in Wrigleyville. And she kind of walks us through her education and then coming up in Chicago and landing where she's at today. Yeah, and she seems like a great hang as she's well. She's a very good hang. I met uh, Nicole at our Camp Wanda event a couple years ago, and she was like the life of the party. She was a lot of fun. We've been friends ever since. All right, all right. So without further ado, we have for you Siren Betty designer Nicole Alexander. Staying in the loop, staying in the loop, staying in the loop, yeah, staying in the loop, staying in the loop, staying in the loop, yeah. Gotta stay up in the loop. So you worked at John Barley? Yeah, you no, know, so I was uh, I was in a fiber's class. This girl's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm dating this guy. He owns a bar downtown in Wrigleyville, and I was wanted to get a bartending job because I went to art school. So what do you yeah. do with that except serve art, you know, drinks on your degree? And um, so I started, you know, I worked Cubs opening day. Oh my I God. I made $800. Yeah. And, you know, this is like early 2000s, 2000, yeah, I think. That's like $20 million. Oh my God. Today. I was like, I'm never leaving this place again. <laughs> this is amazing. So I would commute, you know, I was getting ready to graduate. So for about two months, I would commute and drive from Northern every Friday and Saturday. From DeKalb? From DeKalb. Oh my God. How far is that drive? And I started sleeping on people's couches. Yeah. It was like, you know, at going back, it was like 45 minutes, you okay. know, but like coming down. Oh, really? Traffic. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. So there's nobody. Wow. Out, you know? How long did you work there for? Or did you do that for, I guess? I did that for probably, well, the commute I did for two months until I moved down into, you know, I moved into Wrigleyville and then um, had a couple interesting roommates along the way and then uh, took off, went to Europe for like eight months. Nice. And then all over. Yeah. Just traveled all over the place. It was a lot of fun with one of my friends. How do you think that changed your perspective? I mean... It made me not want to work. I was like, I can just bartend my whole life <laughs> yeah. and just travel like this for Oh, eight so you just stocked up cash yeah. and yeah, exactly. that's awesome. That's kind of what happened when with the Argentina question from before. Just went down there and just chilled. Yeah. I mean, it's great when you're you know, in your 20s and you have nothing. I felt like I lost my mind a little bit, though. I, re- I learned about myself that I needed structure to function. Once I didn't have the structure of like a job or any sort of like day-to-day routine... I found myself like getting super anxious and oh, super really? weird. Oh, really? You need that routine. I guess. Yeah. It was like my mind just like started to Are fail Are you like me. that now? I mean, no, like, I, but I haven't had. It's kind of like not the structured at all. Like you're out Yeah, but it's at least like place. I'm, yeah, but I know what, you know, I go in, do my thing, right. get out. I mean, I haven't done that for a long time, but when yeah, I think you're, I mean, I don't know, like you almost, I guess what I, what I feel now is that life just like. You need enough stuff in it, and when you drop everything out and have like no responsibilities, no commitments, maybe some people thrive, but I did not thrive. I just was like, "What?" You is needed happening? something, yeah, to stretch for. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I think I just so I went to art school first before um, I got into the whole interior design stuff, 
And I told my parents I was going to school for education to be a teacher. Yeah. Because I just didn't check in. And so, like, <laughs> like you totally like, they knew showed the... up for graduation. They're like, why are we going to the arts building? You're like, I'm getting a BFA, <laughs> and, baby. Uh, my dad was pissed. Like, he went outside. He wouldn't even come in the building. He sat there until after the graduation ceremony was over and was like, what the fuck? I'm like, you, you, you're a woodworker. Like, I went, I originally wanted to go to school for uh, furniture design. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, you know, well, I saw to... that what you ended up studying in school is kind of what you pursued in life. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I went to school for 3D studio art and art history, right? And then, you know, I only went for that degree at Northern because I couldn't afford any of the furniture making programs at Savannah RISD, which I looked at both. Looked at the Art Institute. My parents were like, I'm going to pay for a fraction of that or, you know, we'll pay for two. Each my, my parents were separated, so each of them took on two years. And so when I first entered the art department, um, there wasn't really anybody in the 3D Studio Arts division, um, sculpture, you know, in particular. And my teacher at the time was like, let's make furniture. Cool, no problem. So for a year, I was able to just make furniture, like not really anything conceptual. And then a new head of the department came in and he's like, yeah, this is a great table, but what's the concept? So I still wanted to continue to make furniture. So I'd make it for, for every, you know, you know, semester or whatever we had, to, uh, we had to create one thing. And so I would do, you know, a project, a conceptual project, then I'd do a furniture project. So one time I had sewn, I found all these like uh, negative strips of people shooting guns. And it was just like the suitcase full. I found it like a thrift store or something. And so I got them and I sewed them all together and I made this dress. And I also made this table. And so that, you know, I had this trench coat on. It was during one of our critiques, stupid art school critiques. And the, te- the professor was like, oh, this is not a nice table. It was really nice. I made mean, a cherry wood. I mean, this, this fucking thing's cool. And, uh, He's like, what's the concept? And then I took off the, dramatically, like, <laughs> took off the trench coat. And everybody's like, wow, got an A on that one. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like what I kind of built up. And then I came down and I was, you know, serving drinks in my degree, like I said. And, you know, for years. I mean, I, I, went, to fa- I went back to school for fashion for a while. And then, um, you know, I had this small clothing line with my girlfriends. We were selling, deconstructing and reconstructing. Was clothes. that Lulu? Yeah, Mr. Lulu. Yeah, yeah. Lulu our, Lemon. Our two dogs, <laughs> yeah. Mr. and Lulu. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you get um, a cease and desist from Lulu Lemon? We did not because I mean, flew under the radar. You were on that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you still have your furniture pieces from college? I do. I have one of them in my in my dining room cool. right now. One of them. What is it? Um, it's a table. It's uh, it's made out of white oak and it, it kind of has this like organic shape. And you can take off the top and put a plant into it and then put the top on. Do you still have the dress? I don't have the dress, but I was thinking on the way over here, I had a funny story about a dress. So for one of, um, we had like for art school, you know, they, every semester they would do like an art show and you could submit pieces and mine never got in because I wasn't that great. But, uh, I had taken all these and this is way before Lady Gaga. Okay. This is like (laughs) Lady Gaga still in her diapers at this point. This is late nineties. And, um, I had taken pictures of raw meat and then I had laminated them and I'd taken a hole punch and punched, you know, basically so I could sew them all together. And I took this yarn and coated it in latex so it was very intestinal and just kind of tendony. Yeah. And I made this huge dress and none of my pieces got into the, the exhibit and so I showed up in this dress. <laughs> and the art professors loved it, especially this one art professor who I was like, this is really cool. I mean, he's giving me a lot of attention. He must really like the dress. 
so relieving and my friend's like you hear your nipples hanging out of that dress <laughs> so where the the dress had sewn it was like the two photos like my nipples just hanging out of it. <laughs> that's a classic elaine bennis yeah, uh, yeah. So, but i was like this is way before then lady guy came out of the dress I'm like where are pictures of me in this goddamn dress and i think only one person out there her name is katie fitzgerald i think she's got photos of me in the dress did she show you the photos have no you tried i haven't down? seen them but she was like i mean this is before instant we didn't have cell phones it's a photo censored yeah. What's that? Is the photo censored? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to I think Nicole photos. wants to censor it. It's yeah, a Christmas card now. Yeah. Right? I mean, we'll see. But yeah. So that was, I was thinking about that on the way over. So was, uh, was Mr. Lulu, that was the first venture at post-college, mm-hmm. post-collegiate I mean, venture? Yeah. That was the only thing that was kind of sticking. So me and my friend Tracy, um, you know, we're just kind of messing around. We bought a couple sewing machines. Again, we started just deconstructing. And oh, so you guys were doing the cut and sew yourself. Yeah, we were wow. doing it all ourselves. And, um, you know, we thought we were so cool. We thought we had all these pieces. We were selling them on eBay, and somebody over in Europe bought one. We're like, oh, my God, we've made it. We're That's rich. awesome. You know? But it just, it never. She ended up moving to Hawaii, and then I was kind of just, like, floundering for a while, just like, what the hell am I doing here? And then I just started hanging out with uh, some designers and architects and I started sewing drapes, actually, for some of the designers. So, okay. So you have Mr. Lulu. I then... keep going back to Mr. Lulu. Yeah. No, and then, right, so I, want more, get, no, yeah. I want more bartending. Do you, have, do you have some good stories about bartending? <laughs> oh, my God. So many stories. Wrigleyville? Oh, God. I mean, if I could just tell you the amount of grown men that had thrown up on me <laughs> like after a Cubs game. Because, you know, barley corn, the ups, I would work upstairs. And so at a certain point... It turns into like a nightclub. Yeah. And, but all you're serving, there's no fancy drinks. I mean, and it was not, Wrigleyville was gnarly yeah. back then. Like, no, Wrigleyville is fancy now, oh, as of God. like two yeah. or three years just, ago. Ugh, these people, these guys would come, you know, they're at the Cubs game all day drinking. Then they come and they want to hang out and hit on like young girls, and they're just like throwing up everywhere. It was just <laughs> goddamn. That's not a good icebreaker. Oh. It was not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not I mean, in, in our ice wells, too. Oh, and, and the, and how many times I like, lost people's credit cards? Because you just give, because you would run it and then yeah. you would, you know, put a little receipt and stick it into a cup. And then every time you'd have to, like, do yeah. this. I mean, we just had hard bangers, you know? Yeah. Was, there was not the digital world that it is now. Yeah. And just, like, giving people the wrong credit cards just because we were wasted and just, like, the amount of drugs that you're tipped in, like, everybody really? had like just like a drawer that they would just drop people would just like hand out drugs it was crazy what kind of drugs are you talking <laughs> i mean pills coke i mean wow. whatever just like whoa the drug tip oh jesus people some people would throw them into our tip buckets because we just have these big buckets of money like cash <laughs> yeah. we just dump it out were they tipping the it or were they uh just accidentally dropping it who knows or no <laughs> like getting rid of it before yeah like, maybe co- <laughs> cops are here uh I it's like before i get job. home yeah but yeah, just the pounds of money and drugs that were dumped out on the tables at the end of every night and just sitting there, just like ones, just too, too yeah. Yeah. Coincidentally, I mean, now sure. that barley corn is a weed dispensary. But that's it's so a sunny funny. side. Oh, is it? Is? Yeah. No I way. I did not know that. Yeah. I, Maybe they just had enough of a stock to get started. Right. And uh, then they, <laughs> yeah, they, they had just, inventory yeah, from they the had 90s. From, I mean, it's <laughs> from barley corn. <laughs> Like, well, we've got buckets of drugs here already. And it's just like if the Me Too movement were to have happened in those days, I mean, Jesus Christ, everybody would have been arrested. It was just the amount of sexual harassment that just went on by, you know, the staff and the patrons and how did you deal with it? How did you? I mean, you just, 
dollars a day. Of, that's you just how look at it. it exactly. I mean, you're just kind of like you're pathetic. I mean, it's just yeah. a joke. It's never. Yeah. You know, I'm, my skin's pretty thick, so it just yeah. never really. Did you ever feel unsafe working there? No, 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 not at all. I yeah. mean, every all of the girls were just kind of like these fucking losers. Like, <laughs> just, it wasn't even an issue at all. Yeah. I mean, it was an issue, but yeah. it wasn't like anything that I was like I feel unsafe. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how did that, how did your tenure at John Barleycorn end? <laughs> and when I left and I went to Europe, so oh, I, like, Europe. I, quit yeah, I, and I went to Europe for but a while. But when you said like I could bartend forever. Well, like, when I you came, came back, back and I bartended somewhere else. Oh, I got just it. Didn't go there. I, I, I stayed in Wrigleyville. I worked at a place called Trist. I don't it's know. right next to, um, it's still there. It's like on the opposite side of the street. Now it's called something else. I don't know oh. what it's called now. There's like a salon, Orbit Salon was right there, and then hmm. it's right next door to that. That's it was like Clark. It was on Clark, yeah. It's right like kind of kitty corner from where Farley Corn was. This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. Your concept is special and you obsess over the details, from the interior design to the menu to the linens. Everything is intentional, so why should it stop at uniforms? Stock brings your unique aesthetic and branding over to your staff's appearance with comfortable, functional, durable uniforms. Choose from in-stock options or collaborate on a custom-designed uniform program for your team. Low minimums, quick lead times, and style continuity. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. Were all your bar experiences in Wrigleyville? No, I um, when I started doing interiors, I was actually working at Five Star. Yeah, I just kind of just started growing. I just started doing like smaller projects. But were like, you like working in these spaces and being like, oh, I could make this a lot better? Yeah, I was, and you know, I just like I tr- I go I approach projects um like in the sense of like you know I think a lot about it, and so I think about the layers. It's not just about going in and getting something up. I have clients that are like that. Um, but that's not really the process I have. So I was like, oh, I can make this feel a little bit more lived in, I guess you would say. Yeah. A little yeah, more layered. Is it more like redoing places or doing places from scratch so that you the, prefer? I, we do both. Okay. And so um, at the time, I was just redoing existing. So the bones were already there. Got it. And then, you know, coming from, I think, you know, hospitality background and just knowing like how spaces need to function yeah. is a huge, you know, plus. It's a Absolutely. Perk. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not just like dropping stuff where it doesn't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. you know how, and this is kind of to our disadvantage is that every, all everybody who works with me um, has been in the industry. So they kind of know like how many wells you need behind a bar. Yeah. And so that kind of falls on us sometimes to set those things up. And we just do it because I can't say no. Yeah. Uh, when a kitchen designer should be really the one that's coming in and doing it. I you gotcha. know? And then like, let's say Tim finds a, a place to lease tomorrow. That's a vanilla box. How long would it take for you to go in? And... Well, it depends on what it was before. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if, it, like if totally this is a like reset space, if, if a reset space. I mean, yeah. you you have to studs. tear it. You'd have to tear it all apart because you're going to have to go in and do all the underground plumbing. You're going to have to run all the new HVAC. And I require black iron, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean everything. Black iron all the way. And now everything's you know you can't use PVC piping anymore. You have to use cast oh, iron, yeah. and so permitting takes forever i mean just it just to get a permit for a place like that is going to take anywhere from three to six months yeah depending on if the architect self-serve or not. and the, is permitting 
as a question for both of you guys, is that above board in Chicago? What's your permitting experience? Yeah, it's, it is generally above board. It's more that whoever's putting in for the permits, like what their relationship is with the city and the various departments. Kind of. I mean, they kind of cleaned house a while back on that. And there was this guy, Asif, he was in there forever. And a lot of people could kind of go to him and ask him for favors and just not favors necessarily, just more of like, he's the one, he's the guy that you go and talk to. He's got, you know, rank with the city and he can get things moving. And so now he's gone. So I think it's like, it's not about who you know anymore. I I mean, some, I guess in some areas it's kind of still a little shade, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, as like legitimate as it should be, I would just, I would have to gamble that someone out there knows someone who's expediting their right more so than someone else. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, like, God, when I first started, like probably like the mid 2000s, I can't remember. There was a huge sting that was set up and a lot of people went down because people were seriously paying people off. Yeah. I mean, it was like in Chicago. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, and then like, do you have, I mean, I'm sure you have favorite projects, but I'm not going to make you choose. Um, ask me to pick my favorite child. Yeah, that's right. Um, you already told me children, I think. I mean, it depends on who you, what <laughs> but what's like the longest project that you've worked on? Probably the one that's opening soon here. And, um, it's called hide and seek. It's going to be amazing. You guys, this place is like, I've heard the uniforms are going to be sick. Tim's childhood house. And it, we just it, play is, hide and seek. it is. Are you working on, are you working on yeah. the uniforms? Yeah. God, that's crazy. We just, uh, I think we just got the first order yesterday. Oh, the place is going to be. Where ridiculous. is it? Yeah, it looks amazing. It's going to look so good. Where is it? Uh, it's at 838 Randolph. So it's right next to Bar Sienna's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's doing it? Do the group. Know? It's yeah. a new group. They're oh, new. Cool. I mean, so yeah, they're a newer group. They, okay. They've been in the industry for a while. They do, they're promoters. They promote a lot of parties at bigger clubs and stuff in the city. So they have really good connections with, you know, a lot of the music industry. Is it a venue? What's the vibe? No. So downstairs it's, uh, it's gonna be a restaurant, um, super chill, just like, but really great food. Um, upstairs you can still get food, but there'll be DJs. So Are the servers going to be in meat suits, Tim? Oh, Did you don't ruin the surprise. I mean, you didn't connect with me. Yeah. Oh. We could make this happen. Yeah. It's not too late. I mean, I think we got to go with something more original, though. Maybe fish. Maybe use <laughs> yeah, fish. fish. Oh, yeah. Scales. Yeah. Scales with nipple holes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ticket right there. Uh, scale pasties. Just scale pasties. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Surf and turf. <laughs> so, God. Um, so, but that was the longest because it we had started at probably the end of 2019 and then the pandemic hit so then it was like two years Co- the yeah. COVID-19 pandemic the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic yeah. oh my god um, and so that was it was kind of like it, yeah it, it, it was, made it take two years longer, it did it did which usually typically the projects we work on are so quick like we're doing a dental office and they're gonna be closed a week and we have to try oh. to do as much shit in a week. Where's the dental, a dental office? office? It's wow. down on here on its Chicago Dental Studio. What and now when a dental office approaches you, what are they after? Uh, they want it to feel less um, surgical, just more comfortable. Um, we actually did a new build for him over off from Fullerton. It was one of his new projects. And he just wanted something that felt a little warmer and just outside of the box from your stereotypical dental studio. Wow. And so then we were working on his home for a while. We just finished up his home and then now we're going back and he's like, I want to do a facelift to this, to our new place. But he can only be closed down for so much because you have appointments, you know, yeah. X my days out. So they'd I already... guess I never thought of that because in my mind, 
obviously if I went to the dentist and it was a more pleasing aesthetic, that would certainly be great. Right. Um, but I've just always been like, what's convenient. Is this dentist near me? Do they take my insurance? You know, whatever it is. Are like, they on I Groupon? Groupon. Do they have a remove <laughs> one tooth? Get the have? second tooth removal for free. Second oh, it came in handy though. My daughter, my oldest had um, a tooth problem and I just called him up and I was like, Hey, Three hours later, he pulled that tooth right out. Wow. No, it took three hours for him to get the tooth out of my daughter's head because she hates dentists. They did gas. They did shots. Everything. She's oh my just God. like, not Is this just it. a loose tooth emergency? No, she had a, she had a really deep cavity in uh, one of her baby teeth. That happened to me uh, yeah. as a kid, and it was awful. Oh, she, want, she didn't want to get it pulled. She would rather deal with the pain than get that thing out of her I head. had awful Oof. teeth stuff as a kid. Yeah, that's when you want it. A candy diet teeth is not in. really uh, what you want. <laughs> I can speak from experience. Uh, I mean, she doesn't even eat a ton of candy. It's just, she's got really shitty teeth. Yeah. She's got Did you it's have genetic, so it's your not fault. Mine. No, it's Josh's fault. Oh, it's yeah. not my fault. It's my husband. <laughs> Every time he goes to the dentist, he has a cavity. Every yeah, time. I'm similar. Uh, moving on. I, I get my hair cut in a Siren Betty designed what, studio. Which one? How many hair places have you done? Three. Oh. Uh, well, the one that's like half a block from my house. Solo. So the Washington or Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Did you do both of those? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Was How the Washington many... one recent? I used to get my hair cut there. Washington one? No, that's the one that's in Publishing House. Oh, they moved. No, they're still there. They have the location there. They had another location on Madison. That's, I didn't yeah, do that. On the that south side of the street. One. That's the one I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, but no, yeah. I go to the Elizabeth one now. Yeah, that one's great. I had a lot of fun with that. Christine's it, yeah. the best. We just finished her house, too. Wow. So see, I mean, we're doing something right. Are you just all, like, how many projects are going simultaneously? A lot. More than 10? Yes. Wow. What's your staff like now? How big? I mean, online or offline? Do you want to talk offline or online about staffing problems? Because (laughs) I'm telling you. Did you, Susan, I think, who used to be a server for us, does she still work there? She doesn't. She's great, though. She she doesn't. She moved on. Um, I really like Susan a lot. She's a great person. We actually... We contract her to do like hand painting, like if we need like um, you know WC or you know any employees only. Oh, cool! She's really good at doing installations. Danny's probably having staffing issues because you're hiring all the hospitality people for design now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. No, no, that's not true. I mean, they've worked in hospitality, but I mean, not hiring all of them. Wow. So that's wait, did a I have of... hired any of your staff? I, know, I think Tim's just Josh and all oh, okay. those best I was staff. Like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> just Susan. Yeah. Um, but Actually, yeah, I mean, on, on the topic of hiring, what's, uh, I know you, hospitality experience is a plus, but what do you kind of look for, for your team? You know, I, I really like, and I don't know if this is just something that it's just like, I'm not doing it consciously. It's more subconsciously, but I tend to always hire somebody who's had like a background in the arts, Yeah. you know, like, and maybe that's just because of my background in the arts. I just think that they can, you know, I like them to have that alternate outlet as well. So it's just kind of. You know, you can submerge yourself in something that's kind of related. But, but I think not. it shows that they probably have an appreciation for what you do. Exactly. And they might have like... Maybe, yeah. Whether they share your aesthetic, at least they appreciate aesthetics. Right. Well, like Lexi, she's in that band Tobacco City. Do you guys know Tobacco City? Yes, I love Tobacco City. They're amazing. So yeah. And, you know, so that's not even... I mean, it's not... It's more, you know, vocal than it is. It's a different medium than, you know, like a 3D studio art or... How, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine with all those projects going on simultaneously how you keep track of everything, like the timelines. It's nuts. You know, we kept, during the pandemic, because things were slower, 
Um, we got things really dialed in. So we were able to really get things like basically like seamlined, you know, so it's wow. just, I mean, there's still, we're still learning. There's still better ways of doing things, but now it's kind of in a system to where it's pretty, it's, it's pretty rock solid. Wow. Um, and that was just kind of, you know, part of like the whole pandemic of like, what do we do? Yeah. You know, we kind of pivoted, we did more, um, uh, residential stuff, which usually we don't do. Uh, and which we kind of like, we're like, wow, this is actually pretty nice. Um, and you probably bring something unique to it if you, yeah, well, like, but you know. sometimes we're approached by people, you know, that maybe we haven't worked with on the commercial side. They're just coming at us because they've been in one of our spaces and they really want it. They love it. They love the aesthetic. And then we approach it like that. And then, like, then they've got just 12 the bar back stations in their kitchen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They have a Why well. do we need they 12 wells? wells. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you need this. It's kitchen, yeah. It's for function. <laughs> um, oh, man. But yeah, so then we get in the space and they're like, let's just do it all white and you can put some wallpaper in our powder room. Yeah, that's mm. very bland. It's like, um, why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, you're like, you don't need me for you, that. You're doing yourself a disservice. You can do this. Yeah. Here's a CBT website. Go for it. <laughs> um, and then what is, so obviously there's like a tiny amount of residential relative to all the things you do. How, what's the spread? I mean, we've heard about salons, uh, a dentist uh, office, you know, obviously bars and restaurants. Like, what's the spread? Jeez. Oh, I mean, we were working, we're, I think they're still considering us. Um, it's called the Barking Barrel. They're going to do a, it's like a bar uh, dog park concept. So, you know, you can kind of come, drop your dog off, grab a coffee to go. And then when you're done, at the end of the day, pick your dog up, grab a beer. Huh. And it's got like an indoor, it's kind of daycare, but then they yeah. also will have like a place where you come on the weekends and hang out with your friends, let your dogs run around together. And yeah. um, they were looking for a location last time I spoke with them, I should follow up. But that was kind of a fun concept too. Um, another one that we're doing, it's called Tiny Urban Escapes. It's in right outside of Indianapolis. And this one, this is actually another project. I've known her for years. I drove out there on a whim just to meet with her. She had reached out because she had seen an article about us. And she's taking shipping containers, and there's four of them, and kind of this underdeveloped area in Indianapolis that's starting to get more recognition. Thank you. We can talk today. Too much coffee. No, it's all good. Uh, And, you know, they're really building up the neighborhood, and so she's dropping those, and there's each one has a different concept, and it's basically like a boutique hotel, so there's four different ones. Oh, so she's staying in them. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say she was going to put all of her enemies in the four of them and 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 ship them off. And then just ship them off. I mean, that would be... I like that concept. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Take my money. Everybody needs that. (laughs) That could be actually a really good set of analysis. See, you should go back to writing. (laughs) Shipping containers are having a moment you work out in them they're making pools out of them now i think i'm sure josh talked to shipping container josh my husband oh yeah he had a shipping container concept all he does is talk about it i forget like the gist of it will you he wants to oh i i can't talk about it okay he'll be too upset if i if i give away (laughs) what everybody else is doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do remember he had like a very in-depth plan about it he's really passionate about it it will happen cool all right i'm in yeah Oh, let him tell. Next time we go out to dinner, you got to talk about Panama. Yeah, or when Tim takes you guys out to this Grateful Dead concert. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that what you're kind of you're just trying yeah. to warm up to see yeah. if I got some availability we'll in my schedule? <laughs> Meet me at Trist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be in the stretch limo. Barley corn. We'll meet at barley corn. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, like, how many people are you overseeing at this point? 
So currently, we have, there's five of us. Six. We have an intern for the summer who's okay. amazing, by the way. Just if this is like any fruition of what the next generation is going to be, it's looking We're good. It's cool. looking real good. Nice. She's amazing. Uh, so yeah, there's five of us. Um, at one point, I had eight. And then it's just, it becomes to a point where I'm, I'm good at the design stuff. I'm really not good at managing people. It's yeah. just not, I'm, I mean, that, and that's all I've been doing for like the past several years is just managing people. Cause once you get to a certain point, you know, you're, you're working with clients and you're, you know, managing the employees and then overseeing the books and it's just, is there like a critical mass for how much you can take on and still oversee it properly? Like, I, I'm sure you could scale bigger if you wanted to, but then. It's like you wouldn't maybe not have the bandwidth to. Yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of always the growing pains, though, right? It's like, yeah. you know, do you take on those projects and hire more people? Do you turn? You know, there's always, especially now, like I'm always scared. I'm just scared to turn anything away because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, those two years were brutal. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. those first like three to six months, it was just like I'd start drinking at ten. Yeah, panic attack. <laughs> and then nine, and yeah. it was like, shit, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, How just, early did they pull the plug on? projects that you had in work so it wasn't everything that was funded was moving forward um some things like we had this great project in nashville that we were supposed to be doing it was barbara mandrell's old property um a developer that we work with had purchased it and was going to do artist residency and also have like 156 cabins a couple restaurants so we were deep into that and then all the funding got pulled from that Mm. did that uh connection come from fieldhouse jones no, that was different. But we were working with Fieldhouse Jones out there. And yeah, but I mean, did you make that connection while you were down there no, working on that project? No, it was different. Completely uh, separate. And then Fieldhouse Jones, too. I mean, that Well, they was, got the tornado, and then they got yeah, the pandemic, which exactly. maybe was a good thing. I mean, I <laughs> I think so. I actually just I was working with them over at um, the New Architectural Artifacts. Oh, yeah. I saw that on somebody, maybe Luke's Instagram. Where is it? It's over off from, uh, it's on Orleans between Division and Chicago Avenue. Oh, okay. It's an old 1950s school. It's really Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I knew they had that school. I didn't know what they were going to do with it. It's pretty awesome. Cool. So I was and working with them. It's just like Stewart's collection moved over. Mm-hmm. It's all, and so it's all still the stuff that we did in Nashville. all that stuff? And where was it in, in, the, in the meantime? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. Shipping containers. It's Josh's inventory. Uh, what, where was I all the inventory? Because he moved. Didn't he, did he sell the building in Ravenswood? He did. And that's an event space, right? Yeah. He sold it to one of our other clients. Oh. And then, God, yeah, that would be a logistical nightmare. So we were styling. We it based, sure would. In architectural artif- the new architectural artifacts, we were taking stuff that we had already styled in Nashville I was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> redoing it again. When but, when will that open? Uh, the Friends and Family is June, July 6th. So I'm, I'm assuming after. We're really down to the wire to get our invite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or we should release this after that. <laughs> right? Everyone just shows up on July 6th. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. um, just show up. Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Sorry, Everybody well, just shows up. Yeah, with exactly. their, yeah it was on the That's Friends and Family That's what happened to Scoffa list. on our Friends and Family. I'm it with was like Everybody just shows up. It was up. like Urban Daddy leaked our Friends and Family, and we were prepared to like have. 30 people let's say and it was like 100 plus for which place that's, why, that's why you can't oh. like i kind and of I appreciate had... when i mean kind of when cl- our clients just like quietly open yeah and they was... don't like have like a big well because you know how much money oh. is out the door for those yeah. things oh, I mean, for sure you're like comping every yeah, oh, yeah everything's free but also it's like you're learning a ton so we like it was a true trial by fire situation and i had robbie haynes sitting in front of me 
from the violent hour at the time, uh, the whole time watching me just drown was traumatic. <laughs> and I eating popcorn yeah, slowly. I was on the south well and I never worked that well again. Oh, Jesus. It was, it was so brutal. PTSD. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, shuddering. Yeah. Boca doesn't insane. do soft openings, or they do things, but it's all, like, internal. I think they Got have it. people from other concepts I mean, come. you're right, though. Yeah. It is a, it's great when, you know, it's... Yeah. Because it, it, it's hard to... Who's the, the in on the invite list, right? Yeah. And if you don't invite everybody, somebody's no. going to get butt hurt. Exactly. Here's something interesting. Uh, on the topic of soft openings, we go to a lot of them because we work with a lot of places pre-opening. Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah, it's a great perk. Um, it's Dr. the only MFG. perk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but the, the comment cards. the architectural cards, artifacts like, one. The, the comment cards. <laughs> what, get invited to that. No, no, I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm showing it's up, actually, baby. It's actually July 13th, I lied. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool because uh, it was last I'll week. I'll spend the whole week there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the comment June cards. It's, actually, it's tomorrow. Did you have the limo? <laughs> yeah. It's you tomorrow. Swing back oh, no. For the dead show. Oh, yeah. no. I'll show up post dead. I'll be dead. So good. The comment cards, Danny, can you maybe talk us through comment cards for soft openings? I like, I, I feel obligated. Like you, you, yeah, you want to give useful feedback, but then like Shannon, I look at her at Shannon. She's like five, five, five. No, I'm like, come it. on. It's not like, that's not helpful. She's like, what? It was a good experience. I'm like, yeah, if it truly was have you, a great experience. Then you do you have do any that. instances of things you've like helpful things where you're like, Oh shoot, we should change this. No, I mean, opening. I'm super honest because I know what it's like to be in that position. Um, so you're saying some a time that someone left a comment. I mean, yeah, for like one of our places, I think it was like it was a temperature comment. Don't and, bother opening. And so we, I think we just like changed. <laughs> yeah, don't bother opening. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Actually, the here's here's an interesting story. Uh, I can say it now because uh, it is what it is. But we had a concept that failed. It was called Sing Swim. Um, and I remember like in the opening week, we had uh, a food writer out, and this food writer was like effusive with praise like this place is going to be around forever everything was amazing like great job and then you know obviously uh we failed ultimately <laughs> but it was like it was definitely one you of think. those things where it was like the person who told us that was so trustworthy like and it obviously it wasn't on on her uh she just like loved it and that was great and you know we'd love to hear the praise but it doesn't necessarily matter i mean you could have a failing business and you know, still be in theory, uh, quite successful in the eyes of some. Well, I, I mean, Scofflaw immediately, like you, what did you win best bar in Chicago magazine your first year? Yeah. So I mean, like, you, good, you know, there's luck. And, and then, but sing swim was your second. It was like your follow up concept. It was like the fourth, no, the third thing. So we did what opened for that slope. Yeah. We oh. did slope. Then it was sing swim. Then that'd be pretty better. close to each other. And that was like a year apart. Younger, more aggressive. <laughs> Maybe it was just bad timing. The, the no, it's, just wasn't yeah, it's ready. I like Sing yeah. Swim. It was a I huge do. space. Yeah, no. Great bathrooms, too. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, it, I mean, it's just timing, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's timing. it has nothing to do with anything but timing. Yeah, like, it could be timing. It could be like the space. It was like a big space. Like maybe if we had Simon Betty come in there and like break the space apart. Wait know? a minute. Was that where you had the temperature I mean, feedback? You... Uh, it was. Yeah. I think that was Shannon's comment. Because we, <laughs> we sat in the front and it was like freezing cold and I think the heat wasn't working. Yeah, no, but you yeah. had uh, and it was like a, it was like a furnace problem. It was, yeah, or like and you also had like a didn't you have like a mid century modern uh, yeah, like that, floating the fireplace? fireplace yeah. yeah, just for looks though. Yeah, it's just pretty aesthetic. <laughs> so yeah. I guess Shannon is good with her comment cards. Yeah, there you go. You you just wrote her off saying she just gets fives all around, all around. I mean, I don't. Yeah, we were gonna obviously fix that furnace. Uh, but, <laughs> you were getting there. Yeah, we were getting there. 
it was on the list. All right, we'll save the rest of that for your episode when we get back to Siren Daddy here. Now, Nicole, how many people... Maybe if you would have hired a designer to do I know, that's what I was saying. If we needed Siren Betty. Uh, How many people call you Siren Betty or think that's your name? Um, I get Betty a lot. Do you? Yeah. But uh, sometimes, I mean... What's the... Yeah, where does the name come from? Okay. Um, It's not really that exciting. It was my first Yahoo email. Siren Betty with an I, though, because Betty with a Y was taken. And then Siren, uh, just because I was obsessed with mermaids, that would call the, you know, sailors in on the ships to crash into the rocks. Yeah. Always been obsessed with the 50s. It's a great name. Betty's Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, when I went into it, I could have called it Nicole Alexander Designs. I just don't, I don't. No, Siren Betty's not, way better. Yeah. And it's not just me. It's my team, you know? Yeah. So why would I just take yeah, credit for true. all of it when it's a team? It's not. That you call a team. Are they the Sirens then? The Sirens, yeah. <laughs> Tim, what was your first AOL name? First AOL name. Or your first, uh, I guess, Yahoo, Yahoo whatever, anything. Yahoo. Uh, it was tennis-themed, I, I remember. I thought it was just Big Baller 69. It was something. Big Baller. <laughs> well, that's my current one. <laughs> uh, my first one, I think, was like Tennis Tim. And then an, I think like my basketball number or something like that. Nice. What, what was yours? Dash Fast, which is still you a still name use that it. I use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I was very proud of myself for being fast. D-A, so D-A from Danny. And then S-H from Shapiro. Clever. And that I, that Clever. was the one trait that I liked about myself that Why? I was fast. But well, you're not fast now. No, no, I'm dash slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You remember uh, Joey Stevenson from Soho House? Yeah. She, she I was like, what's your secret to, to doing events? Because every event she did was amazing. She like, she's like, you have to do something that's unexpected. Like, you have to have like a weird twist on something. And I was like, that kind of stuck with me. When I plan things, I'm like, what could I add that would make this unusual? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a secret like that or something? That- I mean, no, because it, 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 we did. Like, we were always like, bathrooms, bathrooms, bathrooms. And now everybody's like, oh, yeah, you got to pay attention to the bathroom. Bathroom games are insane now. I yeah. think it's like you just take fabric and replace it with meat. <laughs> That, that's the yeah. twist right there. Boom. I mean, but that's become trade at this point. <laughs> Gaga <laughs> ruined it. No, that is, I think the best to distill the question. Yeah. Advice for. Yeah. I mean, like for, for us, how we approach places, uh, do you want me to give advice or kind of how we approach is kind of like a dual question. I guess advice, I guess both. advice would be, I mean, don't get employees. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, it's just, I I really just don't do it unless you're really passionate about it and that you don't, you can accept failure because I went into this knowing like, there's not another option. I'm doing this. Like there's no plan B like, I'm just giving it my all. I'm not going to dabble in it. I'm not going to just like, okay, let's see how many pillows I can pick out for a couch. It's like, I'm going to go all the way balls to the wall. And I think you have to approach it that way. If you want to start your own business, if you're just looking to like test the waters, go work for somebody, work for a commercial designer, work for a residential designer, see what, you know, fits you. Commercial design isn't for everybody, especially bars and restaurants, because, you know, as soon as you see, as soon as that contract or that proposal signed, the clock's ticking. You only have, you know, so much IT dollars or so many months that you're getting abatement for before you have to get those doors open. So it's just like time is money. So you have to work on a faster pace than you do not, you know, unless you're doing a ground up and then you kind of have more of the time you own the building, you own the space. Um, so it's just, if you don't, if you're not willing to like work at that speed, then maybe it's not the right you know, position for you. I've had designers that have worked that have worked for me that are like, I can't work like this. this is, I can't pump out a restaurant in three to six months. 
it's like, well, then this probably isn't the right place for you. Not all of our projects work at that rate, but I mean, that is, you might get thrown that, you know, every now and again, just, and that's just how it is. Do you have instances where you have employees who are maybe designing based on their tastes rather than what would serve? I do, but I feel like we're pretty good about breaking them of that pretty early on. Um, you know, we don't have, we're not like a, a lot of other firms that just have like a certain aesthetic and then people yeah. go for us for that aesthetic. People go to us, I feel like it's because we are so diverse and we can kind of work within anybody, yeah. work with, we work with the client. We're not just like, this is the design, this is what you get. It's like, no, let's come to this together. Yeah, that's great. Um, And then, you know, because some people are telling a personal story of their own, you know, like then they want to tell it through the space. And some people are like, I don't care, just let's get it open. Have you so, had... uh like hard, like a, a client suggestion. You're like, that's going to be a hard no. Yeah, there is. But then, <laughs> you know, you get really, you get real creative on how you can get them to veer away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the worst idea ever proposed to you by a client? Oh, I've got, I've got a good story. I won't say who it is because it's, uh, it's kind of like of a celebrity stature. <laughs> talk about it. I love it. But uh, they wanted to paint a huge black panther on their wall. Was this Tim? Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was just like, oof, can't. Mm, I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and pretend I didn't get that call and I didn't hear, <laughs> see that text. And then I just kind of ignore it, ignore it. And then It'd eventually just... it, I thought it went away until I showed up and it was there. What? So clearly oh, they, they went around me. I thought what you they should have done is me. like drawn like a tiny, like microscopic one. And then if they were like, where's, oh, yeah. the, where's the big black? You're like, oh, I thought you said small here. Oh. Exactly. Oh, it's right there. It's <laughs> yeah, you right there. Yeah, you yeah, just get a, a right picture, there. put it up, and take it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, well, sometimes we'll just go ahead and let the let just like let them go for it, and then they see it, and they're like, "Oh shit, you're right." But and they like, have to pay for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and then they learn. Like, just yeah. listen to us. There's a reason why you hired us. Yeah, that is. That's so good. So 16 years you've been doing this. 16 kind of. I mean, part of No, no. LinkedIn told me 16 years. I can say nine. I want to say nine. Okay. In nine years. Why nine? I don't know. I always say nine. Every year I'm like, "Eh, It's been nine nine for the last seven years. We just had our 10 year for Scofflaw. Can you believe it? It Well, two years got fast forwarded, but yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it should be that long. I yeah, mean, like, I kind of look at it as like it just feels like I started doing this yesterday and I'm still tripping over my feet. But when you look yeah. back nine or sixteen years and you look at like fashion or TV, like things look dated. Uh-huh. How have you seen interior design trends change over that time? Like what was popular when you started? Oh, God, and I don't what even kind of what has oh. come in and out in that time? Oh, I'm trying to think of some of the first projects that I worked on. I mean, we just redid one of the first bigger projects I worked on was Untitled, and we just redid that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, even then, I think I was approaching it as I'm not picking things for the trend. And we've done some trendier places uh, that'll age out in probably three to six years. But the owners kind of know that they're going to need to refresh in three to six years. I mean, even look at Scathla. I mean, that design's classic. It's like you don't you do some minor touch ups here and there. But I mean, the space was already there. So yeah. It's kind of like. I mean, Andy, my partner, Andy, really wants to get rid of the reclaimed wood wall, but it's like in so many pictures, it's like kind yeah. of part well, I mean, of the identity at this he's point. He's trying but to re- reclaim, reclaim the reclaimed wall. Yeah, yeah. Reclaim the, wood. Yeah, I mean, but reclaimed wood is definitely Chicago one of the will never let that die. Nobody in Chicago will. Every time I yeah. approach a project, it's still they want reclaimed wood. I heard, yeah, I don't know if this is true, that our coast in Lake Michigan is built on 
reclaimed wood from the Chicago fire. Didn't they expand? I think they took like some of the rubble and like expanded the coastline out. I think that's I think true. everything east think of Lakeshore Drive is like crap from the what fire. What does it have to do with people putting it all over their walls in their house? It's reclaimed wood. It's in Chicago's history. It's, it's wow. Just keep... That's an interesting some things, factoid. Some things don't change. Thanks that's for when the knowledge. Some people just like, it's in the air, so they have to do yeah, it. They're it's like, part I of can't the, stop yeah, myself. Yeah. Deep-seated Chicago oh. thing. So Never I mean, throw anything out. Is it better than Panthers everywhere or not? Who can black say? Black Panthers. Yeah. It's going to be a Black Panther. Yeah, it's got to be. This is the same client who wanted to put uh, um, a retractable... It was. This is actually a really good idea. Swimming pool that has like a floor that goes over it. Yeah. And you can, so it's like a tra- retractable floor. But I've seen it. They lived right next to a retention pond, so mm. it's, you can't really dig down that deep. Uh, uh, she went in her basement. This was for so. the oh residential. Yeah, it was residential. Wow. Um, no, as far as design trends go, I mean, you know, I, I'm just such, such a maximalist. Like I love the layers and just like saturating things. Um, I think like it kind of, there was like that minimalist era point, you know, and we've done some of those. I mean, Claudia is kind of more of the minimalist approach where we just kind of kept things very clean. Um, but I think, yeah, the trends just ebb and flows and it changes with the fashion industry as well. Right. I mean, you kind of, it kind of dictates each one so pants yeah. are getting baggier <laughs> oh man i bought a pair and i bought a bodysuit and i'm like, living my best life i'm yeah. like i feel yeah. myself i'm yeah, feeling awesome. it back to the 90s I, yeah i pitched I uh, a baggy like i know that's the trend but i try putting on like baggier pants and they just look so i mean guys should never wear baggy pants. pleated yeah. pants are back i wore pleated pants to dinner last night yeah it's very comfortable. Did you get some compliments on this? Yeah, no, you got ripped apart. Just in the mirror. What color were they? <laughs> uh, they're like a like an ash kind of. Does Shannon shop for you? Or do you shop for yourself? <laughs> Shannon, so I, funny I, of you, I clothing get, company. I, like I consult Shannon, Shannon on stuff. We consult each other. We have very similar tastes. But does she give you um, good gifts though? Like as far as like clothing wise. No, Shannon. I I, I always <laughs> tell Shannon like don't Shannon bother don't listen. With to I'm so episode. picky with stuff that I'm like just. Like we'll we'll pick out gifts together. Yeah, yeah Tim's closet. Too, and I just I continue to do it, and there just continues to be a, a big stack of shit he doesn't wear. Yeah, yeah, Shannon will go shopping with her mom and come back with stuff for me, and it's either going back or <laughs> sitting in the closet. He's he purges his closet so frequently. I do. I like to stay very lean what in the closet. What do you do with it's all insane. of your purges? Uh, stuff I I'll sell it on Grailed or something. I like, try to have nicer pieces that will have a resale value, like fewer but nicer things. Right. Is kind of my quality over quantity donates them to danny yeah. occasionally sell some stuff at uh at uh buffalo, buffalo exchange yeah. um we like when we have stock inventory that we need to get rid of we don't take it to like a, the goodwill in chicago because we don't want like stock stuff on the shelves there so <laughs> that's where you're shipping it out to the west coast we have, we have an employee in michigan we like load her car up we're like go dump it in near ann arbor or something <sighs> Wow. We don't don't have a lot of clients. Seekers of the pros. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Buffalo Exchange once with a couple bags full of stuff and they wouldn't buy any of my shit. I'm just like, Really? God, I always have good really luck. Bad there. Taste of they're like they're like, okay, we'll give you seven hundred dollars of credit or thirteen dollars cash. <laughs> <laughs> Take the thirteen dollars, please. <laughs> Thank you. I'll get one oh, gallon man. of gas for that. This podcast is brought to you by Geneva. Danny, what is Geneva? Well, Tim, I'm glad you asked. Geneva is a European spirit with a wide range of flavors and lots of personality. It always uses malt, spirit, and juniper, and other botanicals. So some would place it somewhere between gin and whiskey. It can be floral and bright, like gin, or round and malty, like whiskey. 
Whatever your preference, there's a Geneva out there for you. Even me? Even you, Tim. This campaign is financed with aid from the European Union. All right, I think it is time. All right, now it's time. For the Haas. For the quick-paced gratuity round of questions. What? I thought that I thought you were like, from this the is hip. wrapping up. No, yeah. this is rapid oh, fire. Man, right I here. hate this stuff. Okay, go ahead. All right. What's your death row meal? You got to pick one meal. What are you going out Steak on? Steak and lobster. Steak and lobster from anywhere in particular? Ooh. No, I don't care. Okay. Surf and turf. Surf and turf all the way, That's baby. Right. Or throw, seafood. Throw back I, actually, turf. maybe or a, a seafood tower. Oh, seafood tower Ooh. is great. Seafood tower. Yeah, I'm really simple. With a fillet like on top. <laughs> what's uh what's your cut of meat you know i go back and forth between either a filet or i like a strip a new york strip i like that fat okay yeah. like gristle all right uh what's your favorite fast food favorite fast food Ooh. <laughs> you could also say i don't you know enjoy fast food or i don't eat it I that would be just a lie. no you can't say that i mean yeah. there's certain times where it's like a necessity yeah um, man, my go-to is always just a chicken sandwich and fries from Mickey D's. Mickey D's. Which chicken sandwich? Just the crispy okay. chicken. Their new it. one. Got it. I mean, their answer to Popeye's one. I haven't tried that one. I don't think I was just go for the tradition. Is it the same? And they just spread it. No, it's like uh, Popeye's had this big release. What? They're like, we're coming after Chick Fil A. What? You don't remember? This is all over the news. They were like sold out of it. There was yeah. like a chicken there shortage. Popeyes? Yeah, yeah. it was like it was right huge. before the It's like 2019. Yeah. And it was I got one of the original ones and it was amazing. It was. And yeah. it was better than the we ones got they got. Didn't we have them? Are I think they I brought still you. out yeah. there? Does this probably need to go well, they, well, Yeah, maybe. Popeyes still, chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's really good. And then I McDonald's mean. came out with their answer to it. And that's their like crispy chicken sandwich. Now. Oh, I didn't know that it changed. It's yeah. The same. I mean, I eat. Are you doing it? Are you talking McChicken? You're going McChicken? Uh, yeah. Well, that's just like different. the buttermilk chicken or whatever it is. Oh, no, that is. The crispy buttermilk. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of going back and forth. I eat it so infrequently that <laughs> yeah. it, they could probably have changed and I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, right, for sure. Well, you answered the follow up question, which is what is your order? Um, I gave it to you. Favorite thing to cook? I don't cook. No. My husband does all the cooking. I'm not really. What you know, is your favorite thing that he makes? We do, we do Green Chef. Okay, yeah. And so during the pandemic, we tried all the different box meals, and then we kept coming back. Home Chef, Home Chef was the one. Home Chef was your favorite. Green Chef was too green. It was too many, too much vegetables. But I mean, we were eating. We because we both work. We don't get home until five, six o'clock at night. We were cooking the same shit. So he makes really good carnitas from scratch. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Um, He's really at that. His Brussels sprouts are to die for. Um, but typically we do the box and then we, we do like three different meals a week. So that way we're not eating the same shit. And then we have pizza on Fridays and then leftovers and we, uh, yeah, we do hello fresh and Hello I'm like kind of tired of it now. You, you tried switch, that one. Change around. I mean, yeah, just go out there and try it. And some of them have so now. much packaging too. So that was like another turn off. It's like yeah. they package a tomato. It's like why a pepper? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like it's yeah. a little. Or like the two egg egg carton. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like come on. <laughs> What's your? Where do you go for pizza on Fridays? Do you have Ooh, a, pizza, a regular spot? We do... Well, we used to do Diagostinos. That was like our Chicago. Dags for sauce. locals. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but now out in the burbs, I always ask my Wait, husband. Wait, where do you live now? I'm in River Forest. Oh, wow. Shan was just there yesterday. Right. She's like, she's like, River Forest is amazing. It, it is it's really pretty. pretty. That's where uh, Chef Shangri-La really That's why we went out there. I think um, Ellie and I are considering. Oak Park, River Forest. Oak Park's awesome. I would do Oak Park over River yeah. Forest. I mean, it's, we might go the we other didn't direction. Notice what the same was that it, we thought it was the same. Yeah. It's not. It's completely different. Yeah. 
We might go north. We'll see. North, like Evanston, Skokie. Something like that, yeah. Skokie's cool. I like Skokie. Yeah. Who knows? But it, but it sucks to get up there. It's like there's no easy way to get to yeah, like you're definitely in a, Skokie. Yeah, you're definitely in a convenient. You take the yellow line. I mean, you, I'm talking if you're driving. Yeah. Like you, can't, uh, you could yeah. get on Lakeshore, I guess. Like there's no express You take Western all like the way. So far. You could, yeah. but it's going to take you two hours. Yeah. But think of the sights. <laughs> take it all in. <laughs> think of the sights. Northwestern. All right, favorite restaurant. Oh man. Oh, that's. And tough. It doesn't it doesn't have to be in Chicago? It could be anywhere. It probably is in Chicago. It probably is. <laughs> Given the. I mean, sheer. God, you know where I just went, and I'm not going to say this is my favorite, but this is the one of the the one. I'm really not impressed by like those like multiple five hundred dollar you know seating yeah. yeah, tasting, tasting you know. Mm-hmm. But I was really impressed with it's called what is I'm gonna pronounce pronounce it wrong earlier earlier oh Oriel Oriel thank yeah. you no I was hands down blown blown away by the design it's really cool their new refresh is awesome yeah they I just really want to go there and, and the Posey food is that. incredible wait a minute the that was our that was David Posey's favorite yeah. too yeah oh, really? that's so yeah. funny that we've had two plugs for Oriel and the uh, in I mean the I was going away, like again like I'm not usually impressed by that and this episode's just... brought to you by Oriel <laughs> restaurant <laughs> in Chicago I Shout will t- out to I Noah. I will take a gift certificate. You're still doing soft openings, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, then uh, Avets is great. Have you guys tried Avets yet? Yes, I love Avets. They're, they're popping up. They, really I think, they have good. a new one in uh, Time Out now. Yeah. They did the one in Logan. We used to go to the Lincoln Park one. Yeah. The Halloumi tacos are amazing. That's so my good. go-to order. So good, and that's just like quick and easy. Yeah. You know, I like Bill Kim's. All of his places are mm-hmm. great. Like I love. The ramen is awesome. I'm a huge yeah. person. Yeah. Unfortunately, Urban Belly is now a 30-story condo building. Oh, yeah. At Ogden mm-hmm. and yeah, I saw Randolph. That. That's sad. Not yeah. ideal. Um, anywhere with a good seafood tower. Yeah. Where steak. do you get your seafood towers? Mods used to be my favorite one. I was just going to say Mods. Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite with that steak with the ribeye on the oh, side. Man. Oh, it was so Forget good. it. And a, a bottle those $20 of whiskey. Drinks. Yeah, and they, how they put like a Heaven Hill bonded bottle on the table with so all good. the jiggers. I do really do yeah. miss mods. There are Same. pieces of mods at other hog salt places. There yeah, are. of course. Like their seafood tower is pretty consistent, yep. I guess. The yeah. Um, yeah, my sister just added Bavette's. Yeah, Bavette's is week. great. Where else? Let me plug some of my places here. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, what about, oh, actually, the follow-up question is, what's your favorite old-school spot? Do you have, like, a, a good Chicago staple that's been around forever? It's kind of maybe divey or feels authentic. Yes. I'm trying to think. There's a couple steakhouses that we typically visit that I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just go there for dinner. Um, I always think of, like, La Scarola for that La Scarola is good. It's so heavy, though. Uh, 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 what am I trying to think of? Gene and Jardis. Yeah. Like, that's a kind of a good one. Um, where else do we go? I'm going to think of a thousand places right after this. I'll text them to you. There's a steak place. I think it's called like Tom's Steakhouse up out in Melrose Park. It's not good. It's not good. I tried it. I tried it. I drove by. It looks like it. Any place that looks like that, I'm like, that's going to be awesome. It was not awesome. Oh man. Okay. I'm glad (laughs) you saved me the trip out there. Sorry. Sorry. All right. But there's a place in, there's a place in Oak Park that I love. It's so divey. It's called Poor Phil's. Poor oh, that sounds, it's an it's awesome just, name. It's amazing. Every cal- every high school kid's weighted tables there that lives in the area. It's poor it's just good. Um, yeah, I'm just living the suburb life. I don't get out much. Do you have you been living. to Chef Shangri La? Yes, of course I have. And do you the, have you seen their drinks come in like those huge soup 
to-go containers. Oh, that's awesome. It's like a Mai Tai, and that's what they give you. We did a birthday party out there for Shannon. We hired a lounge singer. Amazing. We did like uh, Elvis tunes. So trashy. Sinatra. It's like I should not be eating food from here. Oh, you know where? A a place that I love, Half Shell. Yeah, Yeah, Half Shell's great. Half Shell's amazing. It's like, why is there a sucker? Don't ask. It's just there. (laughs) So Underneath toast. Yeah. Because why not? Oh my God. Half Shell. There's some, there's a story about uh, Kid Rock and Half Shell. Do you Hmm. know what I'm talking about? I do not know. This was in the news years ago i'm gonna have to look to google it yeah anyway uh what's the other tiki bar further north and like displays because like there's uh, halakahiki oh halakahiki yeah right right i love that place and i they have such a cool patio but they put it under a tent yeah for during the pandemic get that tent out of we've had a staff party there for a scoffball group it's again that's like one of those places it's like why do you just get people completely shit-faced? And then it's like, what do you do? You yeah, have to try Uber. to get an Uber or cab. Walk, yeah. walk to Gene and Jude's, get a hot dog. That's, there you go. That's yeah. the play. Gene and Jude's, that's another good one. So good. That's a good one. Um, Next question. <laughs> What's your go-to cocktail order? Uh, half gin, half vodka, dirty martini up with blue cheese olives. Wow. Wow. Tell us the history you, of that. Is that your own... Concoction? Well, I really used to like gin, but my body doesn't process gin very well. It huh. just makes me a little. So I like to cut my gin with vodka. Wow. Mm. And, 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 and it really doesn't it's affect juniper-y. the taste. It's I not guess, as right? juniper either. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like sometimes it it's just a little bit too intense. And are you making those at home? <laughs> During the pandemic, yes. And what uh, what gin and what vodka? Kirkland's. Kirkland. Nice. Costco's Which, all right, Danny, this is a good. Can you debunk? All right, so. Kirkland golf balls are Pro V1s. True or false? They are not Pro V1s. Okay. What? Why does everyone think that? Um, well, they're they're a, they're like a three core. So they. Can you please explain is... for Tracy at home what? Yeah, this exactly. Ball is? Tracy yeah, up in Wisconsin. Yeah, smartless <laughs> reference. I love this. Uh, oh my god. Why, so also, why are we? Yeah, because so my next question was. I that, was listening to smartless on the way here, trying to prep. No, this <laughs> the second thing you're going to ask is true. That uh, Kirkland vodka is Grey Goose vodka. No, I, sorry, I've I did heard not it was, know what you're I heard say. it was. It's made in the same place. Yeah, well, I don't know if it actually. What I thought is. he was going to say is that a On lot the of the continent. whiskeys that Kirkland sells, like their single malts and whatever that are X years old, are coming from those big name distilleries that you're buying your scotch from. Right. They just have extra stuff that they How can't can they? sell, and so then they just sell those barrels to Kirkland, and they it's just a private label for them. And it's just a way for them to like get more revenue off the juice that they have. Instead of going to waste. Exactly. But the vodka. I don't know why they would. Con- I mean, and with Grey Goose, I'm sure. I mean, they're owned by Bacardi now. But like, if they're contracting them to distill us, hey, we want a six times distilled vodka that bears our label. They're like, cool. It's going to be. You know, we can make this much for you. Right. At what point they do you stop it. seeing the benefits of distilling? Yeah, I mean, six, seven. I think it's a little bit of a gimmick after three, but okay, three. But the thing is, like, it just depends on, like, yeah, what your raw materials are, how that's going, the the quality of the stills, like the water that's going. Right, right. I mean, basically, once you make one pass, like one, if you can distill something to like over 190 proof, you're making a neutral grain spirit. So at that point, it is neutral by definition. There's no flavor. There's no odor you could cut it with water and you have your vodka. Like, but the more you're doing that in theory, like the cleaner, the more pure it's getting. But after that first time getting it over 190, it's, it's pretty much flavorless to anyone. 
Negligible. Yeah, negligible. So say. half gin, half vodka, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it is the gin Kirkland too? I love how we're making yeah, this gratuity around. So I don't think they make gin. Does Kirk? Does well, what? So yeah, gin? what's the gin you're using? It's. I know it comes in a big jug from Costco. Oh, but if is I go, it Amsterdam if I go gin? to, if I yeah, go, like let's say you go to like, if I go to a, a bar and I ask for it, I usually just go for Tito's, just because it's, I like Chopin. Okay, but a lot of places don't carry it. Yeah, and then usually Hendrix. Okay, or Bombay. I like Hendrix. So if you go to the Violet Hour, let's say, are mm-hmm. you ordering this, the Nicole? No, I'll probably try something on okay. their menu. So you know what? When not... you're trying stuff on a menu, are you trying a gin drink or a vodka drink? It depends on how I'm feeling. Usually it's tequila. Oh, so okay. I like to, I get like a good tequila drink. And is it like a refreshing tequila drink or like a boozy? No, I don't like drink? sweet. So I like something a little more boozy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Spirit forward tequila drink. Tequila mm-hmm, drink. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. And if you're getting a gin drink, what? Same thing. Yeah. Like I won't, I won't, I'll only drink gin if it's in uh, like one of my martinis. Okay. I won't drink it like, uh, that's not true. I'll try if it look, depends on what it's with, you know, on the menu and it coffee. looks appetizing. Coffee. I've actually had gin and coffee. How is it? Coffee drink. It was like gin, coffee. I can't even remember where it was. I was like, I'll try this. I'll try anything. I'm not really, <laughs> I don't discriminate against any booze. And then yeah. how about like a little follow up flavors or things that you're super averse to? Or that you love, like, like if you see something in a cocktail, you're like, nah. Or if you see something that's in a cocktail, you're like, ooh. You know, I don't really like things that are super licorice. Ooh, like yeah, no yeah, anise flavor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I don't like anything like that. Um, other than that, nothing else really turns me off. I think. I have a qualm about. Sweet. Uh, I just don't like really sugary. Right, but stuff. like if there's like citrus in a drink, like citrus doesn't bother okay, me. Okay, just if, if it's the balance is too sweet, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little citrus is fine. Like if something's mixed with like oh, and simple syrup, I'll just tell them to cut the simple syrup out. Cool. Um, I've been trying to get onto this espresso martini kick, and I just I drink too fast. Yeah. That's why I also need a really boozy drink. Otherwise, I'll just slam it back. Yeah, I, I'm kind of similar. And I can't I can't get on this. So like, you got the stimulant I'll and drink the depressant like four of in the same and I'll be glass. Like, yeah, I wasted and freaked out all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm very anti the mixture of alcohol and caffeine in a drink. But yeah, there was like that's just me, especially on like the trading floor in that era, like 2008 yeah. to 2010, where. Well, actually, in college too, it was like Red Bull and vodka was like the thing. And I remember she my mom says, calling me. She's yeah. like, she's like, your heart's gonna explode. Yeah, <laughs> I've had I had um, when I was bartending. This guy came in. He's like, I went to the doctor. I mean, he's like twenty five years old, and the doctor's <laughs> like, you are gonna have a heart attack. You have to stop smoking cigarettes. And you have to stop drinking Red Bull. That's oh just so toxic. Yeah. I guess that would be another thing. I'd nothing with Red Bull. In Same. It. Yeah. Oh, guys <laughs> on the trading floor would be drinking Monster at seven oh. in the morning, and they'd have like their lap or their lip dipped with their lip packed with dip oh and they'd god. be drinking monsters oh my fisting. god oh terrible that is a brutal image that's that smell too of like energy drink and chewing tobacco that's one that lingers Eesh. Oh. all right moving on <laughs> uh, something that bars or restaurants do that might annoy you uh, when they, tr- you can just obviously tell that they've tried to do like the build out and design themselves and they've just put like no effort into it when mm. they don't put speakers in the bathrooms, especially if it's like more than a single use bathroom, like put a speaker in there. Just, I don't want to hear what other people are doing in there. Yeah. And it just goes to show that you kind of gave it that much more of a little touch. 
uh, when they have shitty servers that are just have terrible attitudes and mm-hmm. like their staff just sucks. There's there's still places out there in the city that have staff that are just assholes, and it's not cool. More so now it's than like, ever, probably because staffing's so difficult. And oh, people for are sure, overworked. they're just grabbing whoever they can. Yeah, and a lot of times it reflects on the establishment and how they're being treated. But again, yeah. like if you don't want to bartend, don't fucking bartend. Yeah, don't be behind the bar. What's yeah. a place um, in the city that's like, like a bar or something there was like that this place is perfect i we could never recreate this vibe (laughs) you know what i mean like there are certain dives are like like i remember i was talking about uh like opening a a dive bar jim and i were talking about not that we were like entertaining the idea of doing Mm -hmm. but like how could you open a dive bar now like the best thing about dive bars is that they're they're 50 years old they got like old pictures hanging up and stuff did it well and even though they did it i do know what you're gonna say best intentions no, I wasn't gonna oh. say that. I do like best intentions. <laughs> no, I was gonna say rootstock. I mean, that's more restaurant. Yeah, rootstock. I mean, that was our first date. Uh, oh, that's the best. Mine and Danny's. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's so sweet. And Tim and I. Many first dates. Um, no, I, they have great food. I mean, that place. A lot it's of such a great vibe. Like that, I mean, it's really easy. Like, I yeah. really loved Cafe Marigian, even though we yeah. did it and did this, did signatory in it. Um, I really liked Cafe Marigian, and it was just kind of like. Okay, so on the other end, if the design is effortless and it's just like they open the doors and turn the lights on, I think that works too. Actually, this is leads into a good question on how did you approach the clipper? So the clipper, we really didn't want to do anything to. Yeah, like that's the, my idea. Of like, space. like don't fuck with this. Like, yeah, it's we so tried cool to look old. at old pictures to see like what was more of the original intent and just restore that side. And then the the other side that was CC Ferns, we tried to recapture that. And turn that into like almost an extension of the clipper. Like it um, used to be. I remember like really weird old art hanging up there. Yeah. And that was like some of the things because of budget, you know, the original design didn't really get executed entirely the way that we wanted to foresee it. But also we, they wanted to have that um, kind of like, and I really love this is Danny's. They wanted to have that like vibe of like Danny's where you can go and listen to a great DJ in there and dance mm-hmm. and pack the room. I mean, space. yeah, Danny's, I think that's the best answer to that quote to me Danny's the question great. you asked like a place that you just could not recreate like, no danny's, danny's all the way it or comes like up old school, so often like, it's just so it's like so i think from a design perspective too like it has like a, a distinct quality that is something that you could not create right it's like it's just a function of where it is like, how that room was like the original and what they lava did. lounge i don't know if you guys were ever at the original mm-hmm. lava lounge when mm-hmm. it was on damon that place was great too. It had yeah. like a very Danny's vibe to it. It was yeah, just I love like that. they played great music. And um before they did uh what was it? Um Tumens. When it was okay. Tumens Alcohol Abuse Center, when I couldn't get into my fake ID wasn't working at Empty Bottle, we would go over to Tumens and they didn't care. So you just get Wait, in. Wait, Tumens Alcohol Abuse Center. Is that on Center? Chicago? That's what it used to be called. Yeah. And it's just oh, Tumens now. Really? It's Tumens, Tumens Tap or whatever. Tumens oh. Tap, yeah. So it used to be, I guess, you could go there and <laughs> if you had like your alcohol anonymous chip, you could go there and they would give you a drink for your chip. <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> awesome. And the, they had like the keg, kegs were your seats, right? Just like the. They would take a keg out, and people were just hanging out, sitting on these kegs and shitty busted couches. And I, I have mean, a friend who lives, used to live across the street from Tumens, and that was where he would take girls to break up with them. So like, <laughs> there became a long running joke. Where it's like, hey, how, you know, how's it going with so and so? You take her to Tumens yet? When you, be, oh I my have a question. god! So before you guys were with your significant other wives, not mm-hmm. married. Yep. Yep. 
did you have a date spot that you would go religiously to just like, this is where I take first dates? Uh, no, I didn't have a consistent spot for first you dates. You would kind of go all over the place? Yeah, I mean, just based on what I was feeling. I was too poor to go on real dates. I'd be like, let's go for <laughs> just, a walk in the park. I think I, just go to my house. <laughs> I probably took He's dates under the to the Whistler, I guess. Oh, okay. That, but because, like, it was very, like, Actually, familiar yeah. to me, and I had just worked there. You don't want to take them anywhere where you want to go hang out again. You know what I mean? So you just Danny was throwing around his clout. I used to do... Yeah. What was that yeah. bar that was next to... You know where Crocodile is? Yeah. Um, where it was on... Right on... Order a drink or get a pizza. But there was a place yeah. right next door. They used to project... Um, oh, yes. Movies uh, on the walls. Yeah, I loved that place. DJs. And the food was good. DJ's... Was what was that, what called? was that called? Oh, I know. Yeah. It seemed terrible. Oh, man. But I, that used to be my first date. It was like something like Union, right? But no, no. Like, God, what was that place called? It's going to come to us. Listener. Yeah. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to open up the line now. For, I used to hang uh, out wait, this is with, uh, Yeah, exactly. Kelly from Escal. Uh, um, dates, but no, I actually did go to the Whistler a lot. Actually, my sister got me a cocktail class at with Paul. Um for it was on super bowl sunday it was a christmas gift my sister's like oh because uh, i loved i love the whistler she's like you're gonna learn uh cocktails with paul mcgee i'm like this is amazing and then i found out it was on super bowl sunday so then i remember i we had like probably seven cocktails during the course of the class and i showed up to watch the super bowl just completely drunk Oh man. Lister's a good one too i feel like yeah. it's a nice good comfortable yeah it's so good i mean robert from land and sea or whatever did there yeah bar and whatever but so nice so great just simple and such a great feel um well that concludes the yeah. gratuity round yeah nicole right. alexander how thank did, you so much I for do, coming did i do you did incredible you'll get your report card okay. in the mail. all right and that's a wrap on this week's episode thanks so much for listening if you have any questions or comments or anecdotes or stories or anything you want to tell us please reach out at joinerspod at gmail.com again that's joinerspod at gmail.com yeah,